for anyone that's going through the same thing. I don't know how to do anything else. This is what I do. What else could I possibly do? My advice, like in retrospect, is just allow it to unfold. It doesn't have to be like turning off one thing and turning on the other. It's already in you. It's just getting out of the way of yourself to allow it to take place. And that was definitely what I had to do. So working with someone to help you do that, in my case, was incredibly important. But it didn't happen overnight. It just kind of very slowly happened. And Welcome back to Wildly Empowered Women. Today, my guest is joining us all the way from over in India. Very excited to have Pippa Kate, who is an astrologist and mythologist. She truly believes that we are all aspects of the universe being made aware of itself all the way through to relationships, careers, and key lessons on our path. It's not you, it's the universe channeling itself through you. The worst thing we can do and we all do it is... Welcome back to Wildly Empowered Women. Today, my guest is joining us all the way from over in India. Very excited to have Pippa Kate in the studio today, who is an astrologist and mythologist. She truly believes that we are all aspects of the universe being made aware of itself and blends astrology and mythology as a means of understanding this physical manifestation from our personalities, all the way through to relationships, careers, and key lessons on our path. She facilitates this through one-on-one readings and monthly new and full moon rituals. She's someone that I have adored following for quite some time. Um, Pippa did a beautiful group session for some of us in the Wildly Empowered Collective in Sydney, um, probably about six six to 12 months ago. And I just had a one-on-one session with Pippa this week and got so much from it. And I am so excited to have you on the podcast today to talk all things astrology and how to actually apply it, how to use it, um, all the fun things. But before we get into it, thank you so much for being here, Pippa. So appreciate your time. It's my pleasure, Jess. Thanks. Tell us your story. What what brought you into the world of astrology and mythology? Cool. So it's probably a story which goes back to my... um, birth. Funnily enough, like my mum had my chart done at birth, which I feel like is quite, it's very normal in India, but very unusual, I feel like in in Australia. And um, it was always around me. And I feel like that's what the universe does often with our dharma or with our soul purpose is it, it leaves drops like breadcrumbs through our lives of what it is that we need to follow and what it is that we need to do. That all said, so that's all very well. And then I was, as a child, obsessed with Greek mythology and could not get enough. Loved looking at Greek sculptures, Greek sculptures, understanding the stories behind, you know, figures like Venus and Aphrodite and Zeus, which is Jupiter. And they're actually all embodied in their stories, other stories of the planets. Uh, but little did I know at the time that was what was going on. And then I became incredibly fascinated by psychology in my final years of school, but didn't want to be a psychologist and ended up going into the route of marketing and advertising. So working in corporate, working in a couple of big ad agencies in Sydney um, with the ultimate goal of moving overseas was kind of where I was headed in my 20s and um, very much lapping up that life of working hard, playing hard, 
um, kind of climbing that corporate ladder and working as a brand strategist. So in that, working with brands to help them define what they're about. And funnily enough as well, astrology weirdly popped up in that in the form of archetypes, which we may or may not know, but archetypes, although made popular by Carl Jung, who is a psychologist, they go way back into prehistory, probably into the formation of us as conscious beings, where archetypes are characteristics that exist within nature or within consciousness, um, and they appear in stories. So stories like Sleeping Beauty is an archetypal story. Any story where we have a witch and the witch is depicted as some hag who's ugly and but magic, that is an archetypal figure that repeats itself again and again and again. And the planets are also the archetypes as well. And so I was using archetypes in the sense of working with brands um, to help them define what they were about, how to talk to audiences. And, um, but little did I know I was kind of learning um, more and more and more and going into greater depth around archetypes. Then I made, during my Saturn Returns, which we can talk about, during my Saturn Returns, I kind of had a bit of a crisis I'd been quite spiritual as a child and I definitely lost that and kind of it it had just disappeared Um, as I became more and more rational and more and more hungry for money and status and success. And um, then when I hit 28, I kind of went through a bit of a crisis. I left my job in advertising. I went to go work as a business consultant in partnership with my family and it on top of that, there was a bunch of other things that happened in my life, which led me to study yoga and do my yoga teacher training and get really heavily into Buddhism because I was just super unhappy with life and I couldn't work out what was going on. Um, nothing seemed to bring me joy <laughs> and um, except when I was in a yoga class and it was like all this repressed emotion from years and years and years and sensitivity that I just shoved down was coming up. And um, I then went into business consulting and again, that was great, but it was slowly after a couple of years of success and um, there was something missing. And I ignored that very, as well as I could, you know, as we do when we're doing what we're supposed to do and we're doing what we've been told we should be grateful for. And I think my biggest lesson there was like, you can be very good at something and it doesn't mean it's your dharma. Like you can earn a lot of money doing that thing and you can get a lot of kudos and it doesn't mean it fulfills your soul. And so I started to get very sick. Um, I would travel pretty much every weekend. I would be um, heading off to, or every week I'd be heading off interstate or over to New Zealand and sometimes internationally for work. And I would come home and literally every weekend be sick. I would have a cold. I would have a flu and I didn't know what was wrong with me. And I started working with a coach at that time, um, a, like kind of therapist. And um, it got to the point where I was doing jujitsu at the time. And I actually got, um, I actually fractured my orbital floor. Someone kicked me in the cheek and I fractured my eye, uh, which sounds worse than it actually is. And I had a very spiritual client at the time who said to me, um, like, hon, like, what are you not looking at? Because the universe literally hit you in the face. <laughs> and, um, and she was just like, I think you're not seeing something that the universe is wanting you to see. And she was, she was very right. And it's funny how the universe like 
it will start off with like whispers like this is you know over here and then eventually like it will literally hit you in the face and you've got no option but to do that thing (laughs) and and so I had a couple of weeks out um and just had to rest and it was exactly what my body needed and during that time um I was working with the coach I'd worked with had basically said me at the beginning of the session, which I believe was the universe coming through her, you're actually not in the right job. You're actually not doing what you should be doing. Um, and that's a lot to hear, you know, when you're doing something that you're successful at, that you're achieving a lot of recognition for and publicity for. Um, and yet, you know, deep down you're unfulfilled by it. And on top of that, you have someone say that to you. And, and then you have that moment of like, but I don't know how to do anything else. This is what I do. What else could I possibly do? Um, And how would I ever earn the amount of money that I'm earning in that job in something else? And so it was a lot of soul searching and I am, and it it didn't happen overnight. It just kind of very slowly happened. And for anyone that's going through the same thing, my advice like in retrospect is just allow it to unfold. It doesn't have to be like turning off one thing and turning on the other. It's already in you. It's just getting out of the way of yourself to allow it to take place. And that was definitely what I had to do. So working with someone to help you do that, in my case, was incredibly important. But, you know, it started with a lot of experimenting. I looked at positive psychology because I love psychology. And then slowly things happened and I started uh, quite randomly at first. I had an astrology reading. Um, I'd been on retreat and everyone had been talking about this particular astrologer and I had an astrology reading with him. And as he started talking through my chart, I understood everything he was saying, like the planets, the symbols, everything. And I, it, only in retrospect was I, was I like, that was very strange. It was actually when you have a chart reading, you might not have any idea what's in front of you and that's perfect. But I was looking at what he was doing and I was like, wow, okay. And on the back of that, um, a lot of things just started to come online and I just decided, okay, I had a friend, we had a little blog together and I started writing about what was happening with the new and full moon and the information just kind of came from nowhere. And um, occasionally I'd get stumped and I would look stuff up and be like, okay, yep, okay, cool, that makes sense because archetypally what I'd learned in archetypes, the 12 archetypes that that Jung use are basically the 12 archetypes that exist within the universe, that exist within the zodiac, that exist within the planets. And, um, yeah, and then it went from there. And then I had, I did a couple of readings just for friends and things were eerily accurate. And, um, and that's also can be very confronting when you discover that genius within you or that it's not you, it's the universe channeling itself through you. And the worst thing we can do, and I've done this and we all do it is the ego gets a hold of it (laughs) and the ego is like, what are we doing? We haven't studied this. We need to go and study this. Or um, it it will either make you like better than you think you are or worse than you think you are. And we can have imposter syndrome and equally we can kind of have a messiah complex running at the same time. And both are detrimental to us as each other. And I think the practice when you're in your dharma, when you're in your soul purpose is just to get out of the way of yourself. And yes, you're going to have thoughts about it. Like, and this is still a practice for me. I'm mainly talking to myself when you say this. It's just allowing this thing to be what it wants to be through you. And um, and it will make the way for it to happen and it won't give you more than you can handle, but it will definitely challenge you. And so it kind of opened up as um, 
prior to COVID, I'd started doing new and full moon workshops, which I still run now because I'm very passionate about us getting back in time with nature because we are so de- devoid of our co- of the understanding of the cosmos to the point we live in cities. We can't see the stars. We can see the planets, kind of like we can see Jupiter at the moment. Um, but in back pre-electricity we would look at the night skies and we would look at the moon and we would understand like the story of what was happening within the cosmos and therefore the story of what was happening to us because we are not different from anything in nature we've become divorced from nature through the product of capitalism and patriarchal or or like you call it the military industrial complex whatever we want to call it um which is just a cycle in nature as well in and of itself it's not devoid of nature again um and so I became very passionate about the new and new full moon just as a means to get back in time with our natural cycle, particularly as women, because we naturally hold that cycle when we menstruate, when we ovulate, but equally when we get to menopause, it's still really important. We're still in flow and still in cycle. So um, from that kind of prior to COVID, I was doing written readings um, a little bit scared to put my face out there. I had a blog called Pip Astrology and I had an Instagram account, but I never put my face on it. And that was fine. I think for that time it was like, okay, cool. Just kind of testing the waters. And then, um, COVID came around and like, I think everyone in astrology knew something massive was coming. There was a huge conjunction that we hadn't seen well since like Babylonian times of Pluto, Saturn and Jupiter all in Capricorn. And that set off every, and eclipse season as well. And that set off um, COVID as well as a bunch of the discriminatory activity that we saw going on in the planet, around the planet. Um, And at that time as well, I was working in, still working in the business and the partnership I was in. And um, it was obviously quite hard before the government had announced funding to help businesses. And I decided, I was like, you know, I can help out. I'm going to go down to, um, and I think I did like a five day, oh no, what did I do? A 10 day fortnight to start with. And then, sorry, nine day fortnight to start with. And then I went down and I slowly dropped my days again and again and again until and like, as it felt right with the work that I was doing. And yes, there's that moment where you're like, can I financially support myself doing this? And when you are doing what you're meant to do, you will be challenged by that, but also infinitely supported. So there were things that just happened and made way for that to happen and to have the financial freedom to do that. And then in a way, I was very lucky that my background was in business strategy. So I know how to ironically run a business. So it's like the universe gives you the skills as well that you need, but then there's also going to be other skills you have to build. Do you know what I mean? So it was like this funny, I knew how to have a PL and I knew what cash flow was and I knew brand strategy and marketing. And so it was this funny coming together. It doesn't mean I always apply it to myself. The irony is like you can know it and then you have to have the discipline to like sit down and take that time to do it. And then, um, yeah, like as, uh, yeah, as COVID happened, it was like, um, it just took off and I went full time. Um, I want to say 2020 and I was like, I'm going to give myself a year. I'd started for a freelance for, for a little bit of that. And then it got to November and I was like, no, I'm just going to do, I'm, I need to just do this. And if I don't do this, I'm going to regret it. And I haven't really looked back since then. It just has um, been a process of trusting, allowing, opening, and a continual practice of um, going deeper 
in the astrology and and like I said like really for me even being in India at the moment the clear message I'm getting at the moment is like just get out of the way of myself like just allow this thing to breathe to come through and to realize it's it really has nothing to do with like little Pippa it has nothing to do with what she wants so, yeah so that's that's me like it's a very long story but yes that's me and how I ended up here I find it so empowering hearing stories of women who have followed the passion and their genius zone and created a business from it like I said this I said to someone the other day I want to write a book one day on how it doesn't matter what your passion is it doesn't matter what lights you up it doesn't matter what your genius zone is you can make an income and a business from it you don't need to be like stay stuck in something that you're good at but doesn't light you up, which is like the difference between your zone of excellence, which is what you're really good at, and your zone of genius, which is what you could do all day, every day, and no time would past. Like you would just be so lit up doing it. And this is so your zone of genius. I'm, yeah, just love witnessing you in your zone of genius. It's so inspiring. It's gorgeous. Um, I was going to say it's interesting the zone of genius thing because almost like that. Like to what I was just saying, like you can have that. I don't know if you experienced this, but I definitely it was one of the biggest blocks for me was like being able to um, back yourself in like you have to really get behind like, okay, this is this thing. Like there might, I might have huge doubts. Like my rational mind might have huge doubts about this to like what I said before, like I haven't had this education in it or I haven't had this much experience, but it has to start sometime. And it has to start somewhere. And I notice this with like a lot of clients that I get, I'm sure you do as well, as well as other women that I talk to, where it's like, when we don't follow that, life just loses something. Like there's something that just can't flow in the life that we have. And yet the thing that holds us back from that genius is like, just, I feel like a lot for women, it's this idea of like, I like almost having to fake it until we make it. And it's like, that is totally a legit way to go about it you have no idea what's coming through you and don't don't even try to understand so if you have to sit there and like be absolute like the first time I did a reading I was absolutely freaking out and it was fine um and it's like and even if it doesn't go well like just to have done it and to do it and to push yourself to then get to the place where it's like okay I can do this and it's not me doing it I love that so much because this doesn't rhyme and roll off the tongue as much as fake it till you make it but I actually feel it's trust it until you make it because you've got to trust yourself and you've got to trust that feeling and why you're being led to do that thing you have to just trust it and you know it's that thing that I always say it seems to come up in every podcast of like you know the answer if you actually just quieten down and just stop and just sit with the question or with your fear or with your doubts, you know the answer. You don't need to be told by someone else or an outside thing what the answer is. So if you're being, um, you know, really attracted to do something or, you know, like you were with astrology, like it's not faking it till you're making it. I feel like it's trusting it until you're making it because you trusted that instinct and you went for it and look at where you are now and look at how powerful and and like seriously the the reading that we had was so incredible so incredible and so on point so I want to talk through that so I have my own interpretation of it I know nothing about astrology even having done uh like having had a reading I don't understand how it works I just trust and absolutely know it was bang on so can you share with us a bit of a layman's term 
sort of explanation of how astrology works and, and what it is that you read when you're doing a reading? Okay. Yeah. Great, great question. And I think like there's something you said that's very important in that, which is like, even if you have a go for an astrology reading with whoever you have a reading with, it's, it is, you don't have to understand it. And like, it's important to ask questions and a good astrologer, you won't, they'll point stuff out on a chart, but you won't really, you don't need to understand the chart. So, um, so what it is like, my philosophy around and my sense of astrology is like astrology is and it can be a spiritual practice and it's every way of interpreting the symbols of the universe is correct so if you like tarot it's great like there's no modality that is wrong if you like kinesiology that's great as well if you like a psychic reading that's great my bent on all of that is like with astrology is to look at it from the perspective of soul. So we come into this world um, as evolving souls. So yes, at one point we are one with everything, but pretty much none of us have that experience. Like we might have that experience maybe occasionally in meditation or when we're in nature, but we live in a reality or a level of consciousness, which the Hindus call Jiva Atman. And Jiva Atman is the sense that like we're separate like yes we're separate from like I'm separate from you Jess and like that's the conscious experience we're both having at the moment not that there's a oneness now in astrology it's basically describing to you the outfit that that evolving soul is wearing so I believe in reincarnation and I believe like we reincarnate in order to learn and to evolve and to ultimately get back to that place of oneness from which we originally came and that place of oneness in astrology is the black hole, like the galactic center, um, or even further out the great attractor with which our solar system moves around. And you can think of the black hole, it's like the cosmic mother or the womb of the cosmic mother, like the nothingness from which everything sprung. And so astrology basically says, okay, so yes, you're this infinite being, but you're having a finite experience. And in this finite experience, you've chosen to wear this particular energy. So, um, you know, that might be that I have a, like for me, for instance, I have a Gemini sun and a Gemini moon. That's part of the outfit personality that I've chosen to wear, but it's really important when we're doing astrology at anything that we understand that like, that's the personality, but we don't, get hung up on it it's just simply the outfit that's going to serve us best to navigate our dharma to navigate our soul purpose in this lifetime and you know and your ascendant is going to show you which is uh, your rising sign i'm a capricorn rising for instance it's going to show you your birth experience the energy you project to other people and again it's just saying like hey Astrology is a way to go like, hey, when you were born, the cosmos was doing this. So the chart you get is a picture of the cosmos when you were born. And then the, that means the energies are this. So the relationship, it can show you the relationship you've got with your parents, the way you process emotion, the way you speak, the way you love, how you go about getting things. But really important as well is the North and South Node, which I know we spoke about in your reading, which is like, what is your dharma so like what is i often think of the north node as like the mountain like it's like what's the what's the mountain i'm gonna have to walk up in this lifetime and if you think of the mountain like 
the oxygen gets thinner and thinner and thinner as you go up and you only ever walk up the mountain for your own benefit. And it's like, well, actually, and we end up benefiting everyone. The more we evolve in consciousness because we're all connected, the more we actually lift everyone up with us. And so as we go up the mountain, we get given experiences that are super uncomfortable, but we have no option. Like the astrology example, like it's super uncomfortable, but we have no option but to follow it. And our south node is the other end of that. And that's our past life karma. So we can see in our readings, um, where has my soul been previously? So what mastery does it have that I, that I am also called to share in this lifetime for the benefit of all? And that is all to say that like astrology is a beautiful tool just to understand like the body-mind complex that your soul finds itself into. And deeper than that, what's my soul's evolution? Everything that we do, we might not realize it at the time. Everything that we do is about the evolution of consciousness and we share a consciousness. So like I said before, as you, like you might think what you're doing is just for you. And you probably see this in your work as well, just like you, you actually paved the way for other people to follow. And there's people that have come before us that have paved the way for us to follow into higher levels of consciousness. Um, and astrology can only make sense while we have an identity self so like I'm very much into like understanding like gurus and rishis and saints and their experience and there's kind of a point with those types of people where they have such an evolution in consciousness where they are beyond the influence of the planets because um basically like their consciousness has moved beyond an individual um place and so so we have our chart and then we've also got transiting planets which we hear a lot about probably when you have a full or a new moon or we have Mercury retrograde or, or we have that type of thing or Saturn returns and they're all to do with the movement of the planets around your chart and what happens is as a planet so we have your birth chart and then you'll have a planet going around um, and it will hit someplace on your chart so like a Saturn returns is when Saturn returns back to where he was natally in your chart and that often sets off a big shift in in life circumstances which we normally all experience 28 29 30. We then have another big one at 36, which is our north node, south node returns. So if anyone's going through that and ha that means the eclipses is gonna, are going to be very big for you that are coming up. Um, and so, I mean, that's kind of the basics of astrology. It's layer upon layer upon layer, same as anything. Like you can go deeper and deeper and deeper. But the way I like to use it is just like, I do like talking about personality and like who you are, but then also remembering that like, it's an outfit, like holding that as loosely as you can, which is easy to say and much harder in practice because it's all we've ever known. And it's like having to over time re-educate ourselves that like, you know, it's almost like we're in a video game. Like, and this is, this is the video, like this is the character or the avatar that my soul has chosen for me. And, and this is, this is what I have to do in order for the, the evolution of this, my soul's consciousness. I think on some level as well, like I asked that question for any listeners who are a little bit more detailed and want to understand astrology more. I quite frankly couldn't care less because I'm so much bigger picture and vision than that, which is why like whenever I hear you and like whenever I see your content on Instagram, I just love the message because I'm so much more interested in the bigger picture. And that's what I got so much from in my reading. Like there were points where I like almost felt like I could burst out crying and there was other points where I got like full body goosebumps because what you were saying 
I was getting what I needed to hear from it, right? And like, I feel like the bigger picture, like it's so good to know and you're so great at explaining things with like, you know, um, actual visuals and, you know, examples and stuff of like how astrology works. And also the bigger picture is actually like understanding and trusting, I feel like this is what I get from it, is understanding and trusting your path. And actually seeing like the bigger picture, like it's almost like zooming out and being like, okay, well, you know, this is who I am as a person and this is my path and I need to trust it and I need to actually trust where I'm going and and understanding that there are some influences you just cannot control. They're completely out of your control and that is perfect because everything is happening for you in the in perfect timing and in perfect, um, you know, makeup and configuration sort of thing. Before we go on, I want to ask you a super powerful question. What would it mean to you to make decisions based on your soul rather than your bank balance? Freedom to me means having true autonomy and choice in your life to live based off your values and soul's desires rather than what you can purely afford for you and your family or what your job requires of you. This is why I've been empowering women for the past almost five years to earn more with pleasure earning your true worth without the insane hustle and with actually having choice in your life. It is so much more about how you earn rather than what you earn. If you'd like to learn more about how I mentor women to earn a time leveraged income online, selling conscious health-based products and learning the skills of personal branding and attraction marketing, both very sexy skills to have, then click on the link in the show notes or DM me the word info on Instagram so we can have a proper chat. I love having one-on-one convos with you savvy queens and showing you how this kind of income and our community can help you truly live wildly empowered. Big love, back to the episode. 100%, 100%. And I think like what's beautiful in that and something we spoke about, um, but something that's been like a big theme for me in life is like very often the things that I think are bad so um, the experiences I've had in life, which have been tough um, and we all have them, right? Like, so it can be like the relationship you have with your family. Um, it can be intimate relationships. Like we are also, I should say as well, like in astrology, we're all a product of our ancestry. And so like, we also think we're individual and we've just plopped onto this earth out of nowhere, but no, like, and in, in Hinduism, it's quite cool. You're, it's believed that you hold the seeds of karmas from your ancestors as well within you seven generations back. So you also have the opportunity to clear that ancestral energy for the seven generations to come. And I think the more conscious we get of that and the more we understand, okay, this is the programming my parents were running, which is often where that suffering can come from, um, the more we're able to set the future generations up, like just thinking about the system of, of consciousness. That all said, like, you know, I'll do readings and I often focus on the transits, which are going to be a little bit more difficult or the transits where it's like, oh, or like tough things in the chart. And my, the reason I do that is my um, experience is like, I often think they're tough at the time and they've been the things that have brought me the most growth and actually ultimately like the most peace in my life. And I just haven't realized it at the time. And so I would say that like anyone that's going through anything at the moment, it feels super hard. It does. And the ego hates it, but the ego can never see the long game that the universe is playing. And very often we have like it's suffering to set us up for something incredible. Mm -hmm. And, and so it's like, so that's always like, uh, for me, like a 
that's a big thing and it's like you can be going it doesn't matter like someone when you're going through it someone can tell you that and you're like no don't want to hear it like I just wish this thing didn't happen like it just life would be easier if this thing didn't happen and then afterwards you're like wow okay I now have this wisdom I didn't have previously that I couldn't have got anywhere else I had for this this thing had to happen in order for me to evolve into this consciousness in order for me to evolve into my genius or in order for me to um really uh, be able to ultimately share this with other people so that they can benefit and learn um, from this beautiful experience that I've had. Absolutely. I feel like the um, the long game and actually being able to continue success and hold success and have a long-term, um, you know, experience of success, especially in business, you need to go through the ups and downs and the failures and the tough times and the, you know, the struggle of it all to get to a point where you are the person that you need to be to actually hold that success, not just have it, but actually hold it because it's one thing having it. It's another thing holding it. And it's, it's frustrating because, you know, it's that cliche thing of hindsight is a great thing, but it really is. You're not going to know until you're there. Like I can look back right now on 10 years of being in the affiliate marketing and network marketing space. And I can tell you right now, all the things, all the mistakes I made, all the tough times, all the things that have contributed to my success. And at the time I was in tears. I was on my knees. I was like literally absolutely hating my life, like to the point of like breaking point. And there's a few of those times and that's why I am where I am. And I wouldn't have got here without those things. So it's like, it's a beautiful and frustrating thing at the same time to know that. hundred percent. And I think that's like where astrology can be really cool when you're like, okay, because in astrology, you'd be like, okay, this is the transit that you're going through. So therefore, okay, this is, it kind of gives you an idea of like, this is how long this thing will last. And sometimes it can give you perspective on uh, this is what that thing is about. So I give an example, which is, um, I'll give a couple of examples, just generic transits that people might be going through. So like I said at the beginning, if you're 28, 29, 30, you'll be going through Saturn returns. If you're 36, 37, you'll be in your North Node, South Node returns. And if you're in your kind of like 40s around, you kind of will just take that decade, you'll be in your Uranus opposition and Saturn opposition. And if you get into your late 50s, 60s, you'll be in Chiron returns. Now, these are big life stage transits and some of them last for five years, some of them last for two years, like Saturn returns. We then have individual transits that happen. So like, which are specific to our chart, but we all have these life stage transits. And in these, they're like milestones for growth. And I think with astrology, so say if I'm going through my Saturn returns and all of a sudden, like generally with Saturn returns, that 28, 29, 30 life um, will destroy itself. Like the life you knew, if there was anything unaligned, it just kind of folds as well as the opportunity to build something new. So a lot of people go through this period, they can have divorce, married, children, the start of a new career. Um, and it's a big transit which is basically an initiation into adulthood but if you know okay it's going to be two years which are going to be pretty difficult it's going to challenge me and it will particularly challenge and constrict you because that's what Saturn likes to do it likes to like it's almost like being wrapped in your arms being bound and you like you don't know how to get free and so if you know okay I've got from this time to this time I've got two years of quite uncomfortable cosmic weather 
And then an astrologer can basically tell you, okay, what those dates are. Um, And one of the things I love is like, you can work ahead of the astrology as well. We never think of this. We kind of just, you know, like we'll get smashed a little bit and that's great. And it's what the soul wants. But sometimes we have the inkling like, hey, I just want to know what's coming up and what I need. Like, you know, it's kind of like sailing a boat and looking at, okay, like what's the weather going to be like coming up? Am I about to hit a storm or is it smooth sailing? And if you know you're about to hit a storm, what are you going to do? You're going to have everything ready for you to be okay to go through that. And when you're in it, you know what it is. Like, yes, you're going to have moments where you're like, gosh, this is exhausting. But you're like, okay, yeah, but I know I'm in my sad returns or I know I'm going through this particularly difficult transit and it's okay. And one of the things I think is cool to be, like I've experimented with myself and then also like give advice depending on the person or depending on the client and how open they are to it is to work ahead of the transits that you've got. So um, prepare yourself if you know that the cosmic weather is going to be a little bit difficult. If it's easy, like, you know, they say like, I think I was talking to someone else yesterday about this as well. And it was like how they say like smooth seas never made a great mariner. I don't know why I'm using all these sea metaphors, but like basically like yeah. you don't learn anything. Yeah, but like you don't learn anything when nothing's going on, when everything is easy. It's actually like the soul. It's not that much fun. You're not learning anything. And then when but when we're in those times of having difficult transits it's like okay if I know I'm about to enter a difficult transit what I can do for me okay I know my mental health all of our mental health gets impacted so how can I introduce meditation or some kind of mindfulness activity to keep me grounded you might start working with a therapist or you might start looking at alternative healing and um, or energy healing in order to help build up that um, stamina or that resistance or that those life skill abilities you're going to need when you're going through that transit and I would say that like it's easy to talk about certain returns but it's like it's a very I think it's something that a lot of people know about um where it would be like when you hit 27 thinking about okay do I am I mentally um all right could I use good could it be worth investing in working with someone to help should I look at meditation there's heaps of free meditation um like apps and people to work with what do I need to support myself knowing that I'm about to enter this period where a lot of life is going to be shaken up and then if you know what's going to because very often we know what's going to be shaken up in our life there's sometimes we don't but very often we do we've got a sense that this thing is not aligned and I know it like kind of like I was saying with my job stuff like it's like you know like your body's literally like I'm telling you, I'm telling you, if you know that and you have the courage to get ahead of it, like kudos to you because you will be saving yourself a lot of heartache when that transit comes around. The transit will not be the big thing that it was said to have been because you've moved the energy. It's It would have come to shift it, but if you're like, okay, this job's not right for me and I'm going to start looking at how I can move, if you do that ahead of the transit, it makes the transit that much easier. Mm. so in terms of the moon the planet the cycles like that are naturally happening what is your advice that could help women in business and you know driven women that are listening to this podcast right now in terms of actually working with the planets and perhaps doing a few rituals like new moon full moon like what should we be doing when should we be setting intentions when should we be letting things go like what what's your advice in terms of a cycle and actually working with 
I think a beautiful thing to do is to work with the moon. It's the easiest we can see it. Um, and particularly being in um, female form, it's we're naturally attuned with the moon and associated with the moon, which gets really interesting because you might find in your own business, hey, like, and I definitely found this in my business, I can't do nine to five. Like I can't do nine to five, five days a week. My body's actually not made to do that. I have a cycle, which is a monthly cycle. And so there are going to be times, there are days, like when I'm ovulating, which is associated with the full moon, there are days like that where it's like I can bang out like four days of work in one day. Mm. And then there are days when like when we're in like in the new moon phase. So this would be like the two days coming into the new moon, um, which is associated with when we um, bleed. And that's like you should be doing nothing, like closing out projects, finishing things up, not being hard on yourself if you're like, you know, you've booked a meeting or you have a particularly big like workshop schedule or whatever it is you do and you just don't have the energy to do it. It's literally your cycle is like, no, it's not a time for creation. Like it's not, it's not a time when we would be creating. It's a time when we're closing things out. It's winter, like the body's in winter and it's like, I want to hibernate. And what's really interesting here in India is, um, is when you menstruate, you have to take three days off. Like you're not allowed into a temple. You're not allowed to do anything. You have to just spend three days doing nothing. And I think that's a really interesting practice. Um, it doesn't have to be three days. It could be like a day. So like when you, um, so on the new moon or when you're bleeding, whichever, cause we can sometimes be out of sync with the moon because of electricity. Um, and because of what's happening in our life and the influence of people around us. But I would say with the new moon, the energy is drawing us inward. It's introverted energy and it's a very wise energy. So very often with the new moon or when we're bleeding, we can have incredibly psychic dreams. It's going to set up, set us up for the next cycle. So um, we can have information and wisdom that we do not have later on in our cycle. So I'd be using the new moon like, laying intentions for the coming I normally do for the for the coming six to 18 months with a new moon that so with the new moon that will relate to that one but you can work on a monthly cycle which is a bit easier so if you do um with the new moon we're going to have a solar eclipse new moon um I mean we have it like every two weeks so um so well every month sorry we've got a moon every two weeks I was about to say we've got the eclipse this weekend but um you basically want to lay intentions. So you spend the 24 hours before the new moon releasing. So that's when it's the dark moon. So it's like, what have I been holding on to from the last month that's not serving me? And just, you're going to have the wisdom. You do not have any other time because you're sitting in that energy. Think of like the wise woman or the medicine woman energy where it's like, okay, I'm looking compassionately on the last month. There are things I could have done better. Um, and I think this next month, I just need to release like the ways I'm getting in the way of myself, whatever it is, it's releasing that 24 hours beforehand. And then as you hit the new moon, it's laying intentions for the coming month. What is it that you want to do? Where do you want your focus to be? And thinking about it is like, what's the seed I'm planting that I want to harvest as I hit the full moon and, and then complete as I head towards the next new moon. So planting that. And then what often happens is after about, like two days after the new moon or after we bleed, depending on the cycle, um, is you'll all of a sudden get a charge of energy and it's 
it's almost for me, like I find that charge stronger than the full moon. So it's like all of a sudden I'm like, I'm ready to go. Okay. I'm diving in. Okay. What's, and this is when we're thinking through what are the details? Okay. So that's the intention. What are the, how am I going to make this happen? What are the details? What are the things I need to put in place? How am I going to do it? And spending the time up until the full moon doing that um, action. And this is when we get an incredible amount done as women. Then the full moon, if you are not extroverted at all and you need that extra push of energy, the full moon delivers. The full moon really like it pulls us out. It, it's a beautiful time. Someone said to me like you should use the full moon to plan parties and events, particularly if you hate them. And that's me. I'm like I'm so introverted. And so it's like so use that for events. So, you know, even if you've got a business, if you know you've got a workshop you've got to do or you've got a presentation or a conference that you're running, use the full moon to do it. People's energy will be much higher more outgoing more wanting to share than if you had it during the new moon people would be like they're more introverted a bit more emotional um and so the full moon is like it should be the culmination of this thing this thing is starting to bear fruit it's showing me a flower um and then from the full moon the next two weeks from the full moon back to the new moon it is refining the details on that thing getting ready to close out the energy because you're coming back down you're harvesting And then you're coming back down into that energy of like, okay, I'm going to want to retreat. I'm probably not going to want to be thinking about strategy or about new ideas or about, um, or about the future. I'm going to want to be closing out what's happened in the past month. And so in a way, if you had a monthly cycle, you would use that to do your finances, to work out, like if that was closing out the month in that way to, um, look at how the business went, look at its cash flow and kind of use that evaluation. I'm not creating anything new. I'm literally just taking stock of what happened. And then you come back into that new moon cycle. And so, like I said, like I'm passionate about working with the new and full moon. I run workshops for both of those, looking specifically at people's um, personal astrology. So you get like a personal written reading for both the new and full moon with the work that I do. And then um, practices to help lay intentions. And then with the full moon, what you're doing is you're releasing as you head into the next two weeks. Like we've spoken about getting out of the way of yourself. Like this thing is this thing that I've been baking for the last two weeks is now coming into fruition. So I just got to get out of the way of myself. And it's funny, you might find this as well. It's like we can set goals and lay intentions for what we want. And then they start to come with the full moon or with a specific transit and then it's like we then have to deal with the ways in which we hijack, We can hijack that for ourselves. And with the full moon, that's what we want to get really conscious of. Like, where am I? Where am I just getting in the way of us myself, or where am I energetically blocked with what I want to come through? And and really working to release that with the full moon. I love that this episode is actually due to come out five days before a full moon. So it's due to come out on the twenty fifth of October. Oh, and good. Night is the full hunter's moon so what perfect timing it's it's also a lunar eclipse oh. yeah and it's also a lunar eclipse so i will actually yeah so i'll mention just quickly that um the only caveat to all of that is eclipses <laughs> so <laughs> that's perfect to mention that so eclipses which we're going to be in an eclipse season when this comes out um eclipses are a time when the universe does a like it basically is like it's just reminding you you're not in control of anything that's going on essentially is what the eclipse is doing. And we have two to three eclipse seasons a year, depending. 
and their season. So they open, this one opens with a new moon on the 14th, 15th, and it will close with a full moon or a lunar eclipse on the 29th. Now, during this period, it's a time of incredible, because of the north and south node, which represent Andama and Karma, are sitting with the moons, and that's why there are eclipses. And so, um, so what we do here is that we practice surrender. So if there's anything that is out of alignment with the work that you're doing, with the relationships that you have, with how you're caring for yourself, eclipse season will come and sort it out. And for me, it's like a rush of energy coming from the universe coming through. And to use another sailing analogy, because this is like what it shows in my head is it's like, you know, we've got a destination we're going towards and we're slowly like tacking our way, like kind of using the wind to get there most of the time sometimes we put on the motor because like we want it to like we want to go a certain way eclipse season comes through and it's like this incredible gust of breeze if you are off, off course in any way shape or form you get pushed back on course it can be fabulous for some people it can be a lot for other people because it can come through it's purifying it can cleanse things from our life that we might be attached to and not will so for instance if you're doing something in your business and like you know it's just a lot of effort it's not yielding any results um, and you're getting no passion from it, but you just keep on slogging away at it because you think that's what you should do. And the clip type energy would come through and just knock that thing away. Like, stop that over here. This is what we're doing. We're focusing. This is where you need to be focused. And the ego can have a bit of a tantrum about that because the ego is like, put, because it's attached itself to that other project you were doing and it, it thinks there's something in it, which is why it keeps on getting you to do it. And so when eclipse season comes through, it's like just holding everything lightly because you're going to get what you need for what you're here to do. And so with a new moon, don't like normally we'd lay intention, don't do anything, don't manifest, do not watch the moon. And with the lunar eclipse, I think, because we'll be, you'll be able to see it in Australia and don't watch it. Um, and that's from like the Vedic astrology. They're very much like, you don't want to be in that energy. It's a very chaotic energy. <clears throat> that doesn't mean you should stress out about it, but just more that like it's a time of cleansing and purification. So my recommendation is get in the ocean, have a salt shower or a salt bath because salt cleanses, <clears throat> excuse me, salt cleanses the energy field of the body. Clean the home, cleanse your workspace. It's a great time to just like, because the energy of the workspace is going to be impacting the work that you're doing. So, you know, go through and like, cleanse it and sage it and if you sage it because sage creates a vacuum in a space make sure you fill it with intent like yeah I'm not saying not laying intentions but like fill it with fragrance like rose and flowers and things that are high vibration for the space and then meditate take it easy and rest particularly on those days um and just noticing if in that in in this period that you're in at the moment if if the energy just feels like a lot taking the rest that you need so that you can hear and understand as best you can or, or as best you can be able to surrender. You know, and it's easy to surrender when we've eaten well, when we've got enough sleep, when we're kind of mentally feeling good and we are animals at the end of the day. And often I find when I have my biggest issues, it's like I haven't eaten or I haven't slept enough. It's like so basic. And then we get to meditation and the other thing. So yes, just during this period, trust that what's coming to you is sweeping from your life what is not necessary and then what is also coming to fill its space so particularly on the back of the 29th what is coming to fill it 
is what is more aligned with your purpose, what is more aligned with your soul. And that, so that's like a beautiful spring cleaning in a way for the business um, or for your life. Do you have a suggestion or a recommendation on an app that tells you when the full moons are, when the new moons are, when eclipses are, or is it best to just follow you? Like where, how do you get that information? I, you can follow me and I'll always have it. I normally have it on my blog. Uh, or I normally just go to time and date, like just keep it super simple. If you just type in time and date, which is like a, it's a cosmic, I guess like it's cosmic weather, but it's also, um, looks after tides and it's a kind of a, a beautiful site, just full of information. So it will have like when eclipses are happening, if it's in your area or not, it's not an app. It's just on the website. So it's still very basic, but like that's where I go to for my information just to make sure like it's to the minute in terms of time. Um, it won't give you any interpretation, but it will normally tell you like, so if the eclipse is going to be hitting your area, um, what time the new moon is, what time the full moon is. And then if you want to get more complicated with the phases of the moon in between to use that. Um, I use that mainly just for timing. And then if you want an interpretation of it, just go to your favorite astrologer, like, and use that, or you can check out my site where I've always got like, what's going on with the new and full moon or Instagram. I mean, that's probably the easiest cause it's kind of like bite size flavor of what's going on. Yeah. Amazing. So if anyone would love to work with you or have a one-on-one with you or learn from you in any capacity, what's the best way for them to do that or, or place for them to go? Yeah. So you can go to my website, which is www.pippa-kate.com uh, or you can find me on Instagram at I am Pippa Kate and it's P-I-P-P-A. And that's the best way. And I think like if you're not sure if you want a reading or not, because like that's quite an investment and you're not sure if you're into astrology or not, check out one of the newer full moon workshops. It's like, it's just a great way to like dip your toes into the water of astrology to get a feel as well. Cause mm, I really do believe that like we find people that can work with us, you know, like I'm not going to be the right astrologer for everyone and neither should I and neither should anyone like we have specific people that we work with because we resonate with the way they talk about astrology and so you get a flavor of the type of astrology I do but equally like playing or if you're interested in astrology and you want to look at your chart in more depth like play around and see who resonates and then move from that place and it's the same as like if you're getting a therapist or like if you're doing anything you kind of you just want to find like the person that you would gel with so I would say like a new or full moon workshop is a good way just to work out if you like my style of astrology and you feel like there's something there, it's a great way to, um, yeah, to play around with that. I have to just give you a plug and say that I thoroughly enjoyed my reading and I do feel like it is a very worthwhile investment and I love working one-on-one with people like that. Um, I loved the group session as well, but I always think it's um and I actually said this to my leaders in my leaders chat today that like, how are you investing in yourself? You know, you can't just go about your day in your masculine, doing your business and do no growth and no um, focus on yourself in business. So I loved it for the fact that I actually stopped and did something for me and focused on me and focused on what that meant for my life, my business, my health, my relationship, like the different areas of my life and actually stop and gave it 
some time and some airspace because I think, you know, also driven, ambitious, empowered women, very good at serving other people, very good at sharing their wisdom and holding space for a lot in their life and a lot of other people. But often the the very last thing on their list is themselves. So I loved actually just like having that time and space and it got me so excited for the future, like so excited for what's coming up. It really grounded me back into my vision and my goals and, and myself in my business. And, and that is never a bad thing if, if for, for most women, if you're quite a giver. Totally. Thank you. I mean, it was such a pleasure to read for you as well. And I should say as well, on the back of that, I have done in the past um, reading specifically for business because every business has its own astrology chart as well. So um, yeah, like I'm thinking about one in particular who she's like, yeah, female entrepreneur, like in retail and like in the fashion space. And we looked at um, like what changes would be coming up for the business, how to navigate them. So kind of like what I was saying on a personal level, because the personal does play into the business. Like your chart is not kind of separate from your business's chart, but the business you know, sometimes we can have a hiccup in the business or sometimes things go great in the business. And it's like, you can see that in the chart for what the business is doing as well as in your chart. Um, and so there's also, if you're like, uh, like just to put it out there as an idea is like, if you are doing strategic planning for your work coming up and you want a different perspective or not just laying it down month to month, but knowing, okay, what energy is going to be riding out for the entire year, there's a way to use astrology to do that. So good. Go and follow Pippa. Her Instagram and website will be in the show notes. Final question. If you could go back in time and give your 21-year-old self a one-liner or a piece of advice or anything that you feel she would have benefited from hearing, what would that be? Before we wrap up this episode, I want to ask you a question. Do you remember how you discovered this podcast? Was it a friend's suggestion or an Instagram story, maybe a post? Somehow you found it and I'm hoping you're getting a lot of value from it. I need your help now to pay it forward so that other women can feel seen, heard, nourished and more than anything empowered from these conversations too. Big love, back to the episode. <laughs> ah, I feel like my head immediately was like, just stop stressing. Just stop stressing and allow everything to happen. Um. I don't think I was particularly stressed when I was 21, but I do think I was, I, I just felt like I didn't belong um, and I didn't really sit in with what everyone else was doing. And I feel like to her, I just be like, don't stress, like everything is going to make sense. Um, and I think that's the beauty as we get older, everything makes more and more sense, doesn't it? It's like all of a sudden you're like, oh, okay. Like it just, life just has a way of just unfolding. Mm-hmm. And we're less concerned with what other people think about us, which is the best. I love that unintentionally the like thread through this podcast has been hindsight's a great thing. Just trust, just trust everything is happening for you. Everything is working out. Even the tough things are like working out for you. Even when you were explaining about this period between, I think you said the 14th until the 29th of October and this podcast comes out on the 25th, look back like over that period, actually look back on those two weeks and what challenged you? Because again, it's hindsight, right? Like what can you learn from that and what you went through or what potentially came up, what was cleansed, what was, um, you know, highlighted potentially for you that you could learn from? Because every time you do that, you're actually like strengthening the muscle of, okay, I can trust that when things happen, they're actually happening for me, not to me. 
such a beautiful lesson in that. Thank you so much for sharing that. Pleasure. Pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much. So we will see you in the next episode. Um, Pippa is over in India, still working her magic from over there. So go and connect with her and whatever you took from this episode, please share it in your stories. Feel free to tag us, reach out to Pippa or myself um, and just share this episode with those that you feel would really benefit from hearing it. So thank you so much, Pippa. Big, big love.